welcome to the Houston Strength Podcast. Let's uncover your strength. What's going on, guys? This is Jordan, and welcome to the Houston Strength Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about lifting gear, some of the common things you'll see in the gym, and when it's appropriate to use gear for your lifting. So, Before we get into it, just wanted to briefly mention we're going to be releasing a new 12-week program via Train Heroic that'll be coming out on March 1st called Excel 12. If you'd like more information on that, feel free to shoot us a message on social media or through our website, but let's get into it now. So in the gym, the, the big thing that I think a lot of people do take the time to consider is what shoes to wear and win. Now, when I was competing in strongman, especially, I would have a bag and I'd have three, four different pairs of shoes for the different events I'm training. Now, I think that was a bit overkill. And today, I typically will just train with a cross trainer or more frequently just in socks. So the different types of shoes you'll see are CrossFit shoes, which are going to be a little bit more stable, but a lower cut. These can be used for running, lifting, jumping, very versatile shoe. Then you'll see your traditional lifters. So these are going to have a little rise in the heel. And what this does is for your squats and for your Olympic lifts, it requires less ankle mobility to get to depth. So if you're going to have to bring the hips low and you have trouble getting there, sometimes it's nice to wear the lifter and make you a little bit more efficient in the lower position of a squat. So you've got those, you'll have deadlift slippers, which are almost like a sock. It's usually a neoprene with a very thin rubber sole. So you sometimes will be required to wear a shoe in competition, in powerlifting and in strongman. So you'll find a lot of strength athletes will have some slippers in case they need to wear a shoe in the competition for their deadlifts but want to have a minimalist effect and then you've got your minimalist shoes and these are the ones with the toes and i think there's more modern designs now but that's going to be something that allows your foot to move more naturally so definitely consider what you think you're going to be doing most but i think most people can get away with being in a cross training shoe but also visit training in your socks or barefoot from time to time it's very valuable Next, and probably the second most common thing you'll see in a gym on any given day, is a weightlifting belt. And so there's a few different types of belts. You've got your soft belts, which will usually Velcro. Then you've got your buckle belts. You've got lever belts. And some people wear a combination of the different types of belts. But the belt is going to help support the lumbar spine the lower back and also help us with creating tension in our core. So using the belt to breathe against and press against, we create intra-abdominal pressure, which helps us engage our core and protect our spine on those heavier efforts. This is one piece of gear that I feel is overused and should only really be visited on heavier efforts or if you're training in a competition where you know you're going to be wearing a belt and that helps you with the movement, then sure, train with the belt on, but it shouldn't be on when you're doing a set of bicep curls. So if you're doing bicep curls with the belt on, you probably need to be doing more planks and working on your core stability. Next, 
I want to talk about knee sleeves and wraps. Now, if you have knee issues, I don't think there's anything wrong with having some type of compression on during the workout, but I don't think you want to overstabilize the joint unless necessary and recommended by a medical professional. So like if you're coming off an injury and you've got a brace that has metal rods on the side to help stabilize, by all means, follow the doctor's orders. But for most people, when you do that, you're going to affect your mobility on the joint above and below by overstabilizing the knee. And that can lead to issues in either the hip or in the ankle. So think compression, something soft. Um, they have thick neoprene sleeves that people wear in powerlifting meets and strongman, as well as wraps. And play around with what feels best, but use it uh, the least amount that you can train without causing yourself discomfort or pain. I think it should be used sparingly and mainly for your heavier efforts, or if there are certain movements that give you issue, you always want to get to the root of why you're getting that issue. But if need be, it's fine to stabilize for heavier efforts or things that might cause discomfort without the sleeves or the wraps. And pretty much the same thing could be said for elbow sleeves and wraps. I think it definitely helps with overhead events. I've had a tricep tear myself, so for going overhead, I'll usually wear a sleeve on both arms just to have a little extra layer of protection on the heavier efforts. Wraps, similarly, you'll see more in uh, powerlifting, but it's going to give you a little bit more support. Next, I want to talk about wrist wraps. These are very common, and another one that I believe gets overused, similarly, to the belt and again not taking anything away from someone that may have a wrist issue and need to stabilize it i just think there's a lot of times where you can get away with not having a wrist support on depending on the exercise you're doing now on heavier pressing overhead and then horizontally like a bench press sure it's good on the heavy efforts if you need it on the lighter ones you probably want to address the mobility and stability of the joints in your upper extremities before going further with pressing heavy efforts. You always want to get to the root of the pain, try to fix it, stabilize what needs to be stable, mobilize what needs to be mobile. Then when chasing high performance and heavier weights, it's fine, I think, to stabilize with the wrist wraps. Next, I want to talk about gloves. Not something I personally use very often, although there have been events in strongman in the past where gloves could have been advantageous to me if you're doing it from a germ standpoint i completely understand that as well you just want to make sure if you are wearing gloves that they're fitted well because if you have a glove that's too loose it's actually going to make it harder to grip in a lot of cases and there's some gloves that have wrist straps on them as well i'd also just make sure you're not over stabilizing so if your gloves have a wrist strap on it I wouldn't keep it super tight the whole workout. If you have a heavy press and you want to tighten it up, sure, go for it. But pay attention to that. Don't overstabilize things. You're going to neglect the stabilizers of those joints. Lastly, I want to talk about chalk. Big fan of chalk. If you sweat like I do, then grip can become an issue. And dusting your hands with some chalk can definitely help to improve your grip and allow you to focus more on the movement at hand. So big fan of chalk, it makes a mess. Please be courteous to gym owners and staff of gyms that might have to clean up after you and uh, definitely mix it in, it, it helps. You can even chalk up your shirt to help with a heavier squat or an overhead press so you have a little bit more grip on the shirt. 
Thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to try a free week of online programming, visit our website and click on the Train Heroic logo. And again, look out for that 12-week program, Excel 12, coming out March 1st. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to catch the next episode of the Houston Strength Podcast and uncover your strength.